Okay, so when we think of the book of Acts, right, the book of Acts is where we are picking up. That's where we're starting our study. When Acts ends, maybe, let's talk about this, let's maybe provide better categories here. When the time of the apostles ends at the first century, that's where we are beginning in this class. 100 AD. What is the world like at that time? What is the world like at that time? So that's the question that we're asking. We're in the first century, moving into the second century for our time here, and then we're moving where? Some good categories for us to think about. The pinnacle, the pinnacle of the Roman era is underneath Marcus Aurelius. Marcus Aurelius, after his death, Rome expands no more and begins to shrink, begins to shrink. So let's ask this question. When was Marcus Aurelius? If you have your computer or phone, look him up. When does Marcus Aurelius die? Say that again. There it is. Not 118. Yeah, 180. Yes, 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 yes. 180. That is the height of the Roman Empire. Marcus Aurelius is the last emperor, is the last Roman emperor at the height of Rome. So after 100 AD, we have a couple of emperors that are often known as the five good emperors. It's kind of odd saying that because under a couple of them, we have Christian persecution. Christian persecution is often not global. It's often localized. It's often localized. Ignatius of Antioch is led onto Rome to die at the hands of a lion. He's eaten and mauled to death. We'll talk about, we'll talk about martyrdom uh, at a later time. But it's really important to, when we talk about Rome, the Roman backdrop of the first century, the Roman backdrop of the first century, we want to talk about the Pax Romana, the peace of Rome. The peace of Rome sought to distill the good life. It was the good and peaceful life led by the Roman emperor. This is merely pedagogical, and it's a big sweep of the hand, but it's quick cues for us to memorize. In the first century, we have Greek culture, Greek culture, Roman rule, Roman rule, and Jewish, Jewish Punic influence. The big Roman Empire is you have Roman government, you have Roman soldiers, but it's influenced by Greek culture. That's why we call it the Greco-Roman influence or the Greco-Roman culture. Depending now upon where you're at is where you're going to have these other influences. If we're in Caesarea, we're going to have Jewish influence. What if we're in Carthage? Punic. We'll have Punic. 
So what Roman rule allowed for was multiple subgroups underneath its rule, right? Have you ever wondered why when you read the gospel of Matthew, how do you have King Herod? And there's also an emperor, right? So underneath the emperor in the Roman empire, he allowed these little subgroups to have rule and dominion over those eras, as long as they did what? They did not disrupt the Pax Romana and they paid taxes. That's what, that's what allowed them to stay. So I wanna read this a little bit, the Pax Romana. According to Encyclopedia Britannica, Pax Romana, it's the Latin expression for Roman peace. It's a state of comparative tranquility throughout the Mediterranean uh, uh, reign Mediterranean rule, uh, world from the reign of Augustus all the way to Marcus Aurelius. We are verging on about 200 years of Roman peace. Augustus laid the foundation for the period of Concord, which was extended to North Africa and Persia. Uh, I could probably add Persia to this, Jewish Punic Persian influence. What this is trying to communicate is that there are smaller subgroups. That's what this bottom one is attempting to communicate. The empire protected and governed individual provinces, permitting each to make and administer its own laws while accepting Roman taxation and military control. Right? Think about the crucifixion scene of Jesus. You have Jewish leaders making law but then they go over to Pilate. Pilate says, I have nothing to do with this and actually gives them back, right? Pilate is a very small governor as a extension of Roman rule in the Jewish Caesarea area. Seneca was the first to mention the Pax Romana and he related it to the presence of the emperor. He says this, such a calamity would be the destruction of the Roman peace. Such a calamity would force the fortune of a mighty people to its downfall. Just so long will this people be free from the danger as it shall know how to submit to the rain. But if ever it shall tear away the rain and shall not suffer to be replaced, if shaken and loose by some mishap, then this unity and this fabric of the mightiest empire will fly to the many parts and the seed of this city's rule will be one with the end of her obedience. End quote. And that such a calamity would inevitably lead to the downfall of the people. Pliny the Elder says this, the endless boundless grandeur of Roman peace displays in turn not men only with their different lands and tribes, but also mountains, peaks, and soaring into clouds, their offspring and their plants. May this gift of the gods last, I pray, forever. So truly do they seem to have given to the human race, the Romans, as it were, a second son. <laughs> you almost like you hear the pride of Roman presence. Their presence provided peace, according to their vision. 
their presence provided the peace of the people. So think about it. If you've ever watched the movie Gladiator, Gladiator is Marcus Aurelius pushing the army up to its peak. It actually does a really good job of displaying the customs of Roman times. I think one element of the movie that it doesn't necessarily display uh, truthfulness is did Christians die in the Colosseum? There's actually very little evidence that they did. They died in other places and they died in other small arenas, but the Colosseum proper, yeah, there, there's massive debate over that. But one of the things Gladiator, the movie really does do is it displays Marcus Aurelius's kind of concern, right? Is Marcus Aurelius the philosopher or is he the conqueror? And he actually has those self-doubts. And it's after Marcus Aurelius's death, Pax Romana comes to an end. We now start to see the downfall of Pax Romana. So let's ask these couple questions. Why in the world does this matter? What figure, how about someone do this for me? Someone do this for me. So here are a couple figures right here. You see these? These are known as the five good emperors. These are known as the five good emperors. I realize that Commodus is listed on there. He no longer expands the empire, and it's under him that we start to see the downfall. Someone look up Ignatius of Antioch and tell me when he dies. Ignatius of Antioch and tell me a date when he dies. Give me a date. 108, potentially up to 115. Under what emperor? Under what emperor? Oop, that's clear. Trajan. So in order to learn and understand Ignatius of Antioch, we also want to know a little bit about whom? This guy, this emperor. What's the state of the Roman Empire during this time? Then we can start diving more into the theological concerns of Antioch, uh, of, of uh, Ignatius. Ignatius is among the first that says, tie yourself to the bishop and you'll be saved. Why? Why? He knows when he dies, it's just like, we're like years right after the apostles. He probably knows the apostles. The patron-client relationship started influencing church structure. What is the patron-client relationship? Even though everyone gives allegiance to the emperor, does the emperor pay the army? No. Rich, uh, rich rulers, rich army men, then provide food, safety, and clothing underneath uh, underneath him for all the soldiers. So if you are dependent upon your centurion, do you give allegiance to the centurion or do you give allegiance to the emperor when it comes to the end of the day? The centurion. That was the, that was the patron-client relationship. 
You have a patron who is rich, has money, and he gives funds and he provides sustenance to those underneath them. Who is the book? Uh, the book of Luke and the book of Acts is written to whom? To whom? Theophilus. There's a debate. Is that an actual person or is it just a general idea of lover of God? Guess what? In the first and second century, there is a person named Theophilus that is a ruler of a church. Can house about 150 people in his courtyard where church was housed. He has money. Of course, that person becomes the bishop, right? He's the one providing safety, right? So it really makes sense. Why does the bishop come onto the scene? I think it's a patron-client relationship. Someone look up Justin Martyr. When was Justin Martyr slain? Another person look up Blandina, B-L-A-N, Blandina, D-I-N-A, Blandina. Someone look up Justin Martyr, someone look up Blandina. Who does he die under? Marcus Aurelius, his letters, his apologies are to Antonius Pius. So when you read Apology 1 and you read Apology 2, they're addressed to Antonius Pius. Blandina. When does she, when is she martyred? She's a valiant woman. Who does she die under? Marcus Aurelius, once more. So you can start to see now that in order to look at the prosopography of Christian figures, we also have to know a little bit about the backdrop. This book, when did it come out? I just stumbled upon it. You can see I haven't broken in the spine, but I wanted to bring it. When was it written? 2000, uh, 2009, Chris Wickham is a, is a good historian, but I just stumbled upon this one. The Inheritance of Rome, Illuminating the Darkness, years 400 to 1000. This is called a social history. He has zero concern for the Christian faith, zero concern for the Christian church, but he's going to describe the backdrop by which the church exists. So every now and again, we have to pick up these books to gain a glimpse of what's happening, right? But I, let me help, let's help us here. When we do church history, don't get bogged down with it. The end of the day is not to know Roman history. The end of the day is to know about the life of the church, right? Do you see how these lanes now inter, intersect with one another? Last item that I want you to be aware of are these two dates. There we go, right here. These two dates right here. 410, the sack of Rome. It's sacked two more times before it's finally overthrown in 476 with the last Roman emperor. The downfall of Rome 
is upon us. Someone look up the life of Jerome. When does Jerome die? When does Jerome die? He, under, he sees the first sack of Rome. When does Augustine die? When does Augustine die? Four thirty. Jerome and Augustine are contemporaries. Okay, both of them see the sack of Rome. Is anyone familiar with what's called the City of God by Augustine? The City of God by Augustine. It is a beautiful image of the twofold city, the actual city of Rome and the heavenly city of Christians. Augustine tried to present a two-tiered city for the church during this first sack of Rome. What does Jerome do? Falls deeply into depression because he saw Rome, its presence, as the sign of a flourishing Christian faith. So when Rome goes asunder, so does Jerome. So you start to understand that the backdrop actually influences all of these people in the same way today. In the same way today. The political atmosphere, the social atmosphere causes us to raise new questions, causes us, it affects us as people. Don't be dismayed that it didn't also affect them. After 476, who's the big powerhouse? Who's the big powerhouse of the era, of this era? The Roman Empire falls away, and who rises to the place? The Byzantine Empire. The Byzantine Empire. I am no artist. I don't claim to be an artist. This is going to be a terrible picture of the Roman Empire. Here's Italy. <laughs> the fall of Rome was by vandals from the north. Vandals from the north. Uh, the Rhine River was frozen over. And it caught the Romans off guard. It's bizarre how weather affected the fall of Rome. The Byzantines came from where? No, the Byzantines came from over here. So as Rome falls, all of the Roman era is now going asunder. They now only possess that. That's Italy. So it's essentially all that they possess, right? They're, they're kind of thrown to a lower, kind of a lower powerhouse. This now creates the West and East divide as Byzantine comes up here with Constantinople and Rome as the two powerhouses. What are we about to jump into in 1054 AD? The schism of the East-West divide over the Filioque. And it all coincides with what's happening socially. So the fall of Rome, late fifth century, the Byzantine Empire rises up.
we now have two large cultures, one culture speaking Latin, one culture speaking Greek. What do you think happens to the church? Starts a fracture. And that's, what, that's actually what we begin seeing. Language divide causes the church to fracture because the Greeks start to do things that are un, unbeknownst to the West. The West begins doing things unbeknownst to the East. Okay. I promised 10 minutes ago that I'd be done, so we're going to stop here. Any questions? Does this begin to elucidate what kinds of questions that we can ask? Obviously, this was a very small sweep of the hand, identity items of the Roman Empire. We did a very thin social history, put up basic dates, basic people, and trying to pit them or try to show where they coincide with church history figures. Okay, questions? Comments? What was, what was helpful? What was elucidating? What was not? What do we need to clear up? The lanes of history, okay. You have social history, institutional, people, theology. Okay, good. The concern for social history as a backdrop, don't, don't get sucked into it, but try to stay in primary text. Okay, we're good. Go for it. No, I said earlier, because I'm going to publish some of this, I don't want it floating around. What I would do, if we're going to read Trajan together, I'll print that out and hand it out in class. That's more or less what I think. I, I actually think this is a better idea. Does this help you track better? Let's do that. I'll keep doing this then. Yep, I'll keep doing this. Go for it. Can you do this real quick? Yeah, you let me know. Yeah, let me know. Absolutely. Send me an email and, and we can figure something out. Absolutely. Okay, we're good. We're good. We're good. Okay. Let's go. Thanks for a great first class.